0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. A group of activists toppled a statue of Sir John A. Macdonald in Place de Canada, downtown Montreal, Saturday afternoon in the aftermath of a protest calling for the defunding of police. Now, a handful of people climbed the monument, tied ropes around the statue, and held up banners before unbolting it and pulling it down. And the trajectory of the fall caused the head to fly off, and a video was posted to social media capturing the moment. Now, it's one of several demonstrations that were held across Canada, organized by a coalition of Black and Indigenous activists. And this particular event seemed to take demonstrators and police by surprise, but it appears to have been premeditated because there was a pamphlet explaining the action. So, Conservative Alberta Premier Jason Kenney jumped in, he condemned it, and he says, hey, if Montreal doesn't want to put that statue back... I will put it up in the Alberta legislature or just outside it. And as we know, Canadians have been divided over the issue of renaming streets, removing statues of our history for several years now. So uh, the question is, is, is the racing historical markers and monuments a productive way to combat racism? So, what do you think? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now, I am joined by Dr. Ron Stagg, a professor of history at Ryerson University, Daniel Paul, who is a Mi'kmaq elder and author and human rights activist, and Anthony Fury, a columnist with the Toronto Sun. Welcome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us
2: great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here.
1: Okay. Me he too. <laughs> Let us start with Dr. Ron Stag, what do you make of this?
3: Well, I think there are really two things here. One is it clearly was illegal. It was um vandalism. That's one issue, but then there's the second issue should you take down statues. And there are various opinions. Um, Some people say, oh, McDonald was somebody from long ago, he had different opinions, that's okay. If you're in a story and that's true, if you're somebody living today, you have to deal with it by modern standards. So yes, he was a racist, there was no doubt about it. However, where I come from is, if you tear all these things down, in a generation, the people who went through residential schools will be gone. In two generations, the people who grew up in those families will be gone. How are people going to know about these issues unless you leave the statues up and you put plaques on them saying, here are the good things this person did, here are the bad things?
1: Daniel Paul, in Halifax, what's your view of that?
4: My view of it is, if you want to learn history, put it in history books and uh, What's the statue got to do with his history? It has nothing. It's uh, What it is to me is glorifying uh, men, colonial men, that uh, in some cases committed some horrible crimes. And in uh, uh, McDonald's case, he was the founder of res- Indian Residential Schools, and hopefully uh, they're never forgotten, and they won't be forgotten if we Begin to write history books that reflect how history transpired. And uh, John McDonald uh, was a part of history, and so was Edward Cornwallis and other people of uh, colonial people. And they should be uh, remembered, perhaps for their good deeds, but. Also, for some of the horrible things they did.
1: Um, Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, in the case of Sir John A. MacDonald, the argument is, as you pointed out, so he was father of Confederation, the first Prime Minister. Does that uh, give him a pass for having a statue?
4: Not my opinion, no. uh, He negated uh, his uh, record when he began to... Uh, promote a uh, uh, Canada that was Anglo, and uh, in his opinion, it should remain that way. Uh, you know, the man is always uh, also responsible for the Chinese Exclusion Act and other uh, pieces of legislation that were white supremacist in nature, and he is not a hero in my book, and uh, I would think, and most indigenous people in Canada don't look at them as so.
1: Okay, Anthony Fury, I'm I'm betting you disagree.
5: Well, I do. And I see statues of Sir John A. MacDonald, more statues representative of the founder of our nation, the man who made us, as opposed to statues about, about this particular individual and the story of his life. And I believe that Canada is the best nation in the world, one of the best countries in the world, providing you know prosperity and opportunity for many and everybody want you know is lining up to come to Canada from countries all around the world i welcome them here and they're attracted uh, to the story of Canada and i think that those statues are symbolizing that i think it's symbolizing uh, the greatness of the nation and that is why i believe it's good for us to have statues of sir john mcdonald
1: and do you think uh, that there's anything to, do they have to have uh, plaques as Dr. Stagg is suggesting to uh, to enumerate the bad things they did as well as the good things or you just leave the statues?
5: Uh, well I would leave the statues, but I have no problem with uh, people being taught and learning about all the different elements that uh, the two other gentlemen refer to, and and you know reading biographies and stories of sir john a macdonald and and, and history class and high school and universities teaching uh, warts and all so i 'm I'm, I'm totally fine with everybody knowing the whole story, including uh, the negative things the shameful things in in our country 's legacy
1: Dr. Stagg, you seem to have the middle position here do you, uh, do you accept what Anthony is saying that the statue is is more about all of us? than Sir John A. MacDonald. And, you know, uh, I'm kind of scratching my head about the whole statue thing. Anyway, it seems to be uh, very much a sort of 19th and early 20th century thing, putting up a statue. The only really modern statue I can think of, which is very relevant today, is a statue of Terry Fox. But otherwise, that doesn't seem to be a thing that we do these days. Uh, That's
3: very true. And I'm sure there'll be less and less of that. But my point was, if you go to university and you take history, you'll learn about residential schools. Maybe they'll teach a little bit of it in high school. Maybe they won't. But a statue is a way of telling people as they go by, hey, look, look what happened in our past. That's why I'd like to see them maintained I mean it's not a big deal either way, but that's that's why I would like to see them maintained so the The issue of what they did, whether it's good or bad, remains in the public consciousness, not in consciousness, not in just the the history student's consciousness.
1: Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. What about uh what do you say to someone? Like Ron Paul, Daniel Paul, who says uh, that it's glorifying, you know, people who did terrible things to his people. It's true.
3: And um, you're going to, it's going to offend some people. But it's also uh, a way of educating other people. And I think that's the important thing here. Yes, some people are going to be upset by having these around, but For the general public, who don't spend a lot of time, most of them, learning about history, it's important to make them aware of these issues, particularly in the future when this whole controversy has died down.
1: Daniel Paul, first of all, what do you think of the methods that uh, these protesters used? I mean, this is clearly vandalism.
4: Well, I just want to point out something to... uh, uh, you and your audience, and this is the fact that Governor Edward Cornwallis, uh, who uh, some people credit with, you know, being the founder of modern Canada way back, he issued a, a scalp proclamation for the Mi'kmaq with the intention of uh, exterminating them from mainland Nova Scotia. And till I came along in 1985 and brought the scale proclamations out and put them on the table, they were never discussed. And there was rooms named after this man, streets named after him, schools named after him, and so forth and so on. And nobody had any knowledge whatsoever about what the man actually did. And this is what I'm saying about John A. McDonald's, same thing. How many history books can you find that relate what he did with Indian residential schools, his attitude toward them, and even uh, the fact that he, you know, the hanging business in Canada way out in Manitoba, he is the man that presided over the largest uh, legal hanging in Canada's history. Three, uh, six Cree chief, uh, chiefs were hung in one day. Uh, How many people know this? Well, exactly. And the reason they don't know it is because this kind of information is not included in history books.
1: Well, it, well, it should be, but, but I think that Dr. Stagg has a point that even if it is included in history books or some history books, most people don't know history. And, and one of the things that I find a bit ironic is that with all of these discussions about whether to take down statues and change street names uh, until the protest about them you know most people would walk by them and have no idea who the person was i mean the the thing about Dundas street is a perfect example i mean nobody knows who Dundas is and you know a big part of ontario is is named after him in streets there's a town so, Daniel Paul, does that make any difference?
4: Well, there's a statue of Winston Churchill on Spring Garden Road in Halifax, and one day uh, a news person, uh, a media, uh, media person, uh, stopped 25 people, I believe, and asked them if they knew who this man was. And uh, I think 23 of them had no idea.
1: Oh, that's so. pretty bad. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> Let's so,
4: so this is uh, to me why I idolize these people when we have heroes like Dr. Jonas Salk for instance. Find a statue of that man in Canada and you'll be a, I'll give you a, a big star because he's the man that saved millions of lives around the world and uh, with his vaccine for polio. We, how come we don't idolize people like that? This sometimes bugs me.
1: Okay. Um, before I start to take some of uh, the audience calls, Anthony Fury, the police haven't arrested anybody. What, what, should be, what should be done with the people who did this, assuming that they are found? And, you know, given that they put themselves on video, it shouldn't be that hard.
5: No, oh, exactly, and and if you let them walk on this, you're sending a message, a, a bit of a wink, wink, that it is okay to do this, or at least we're going to turn a blind eye if people do it, if it seen to be uh, under the umbrella of a sort of righteous cause, and we just can't allow people going around defacing public property like that. So they certainly need to uh, need to do something about it. It is there's been a lot of already observations that the prime minister hasn't weighed in on this yet. I don't think the prime minister needs to tweet about everything happening in the world, but but he does weigh in on things right away when he feels it suits him. So you got to wonder, uh, why isn't he voicing some dismay in all of that? And uh, 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 should the cops maybe be given a bit more of a, a feeling of a climate where, where they won't be criticized by politicians for actually uh, arresting people for this?
1: And, and what's your bet? The mayor of Montreal condemned this action, but do you think she's going to put that statue back up?
5: I, I don't know. I mean, Jason Kenney's laid down the gauntlet. It would look pretty bad on her uh, if she didn't. I thought you made an excellent point, Libby, about the Henry Dundas thing. I mean, look, why, you know, I, I do think that, uh, to Mr. Paul's point, if we named new things after Cornwallis, I think that would be us being, you know, a little bit too overtly offensive to people. I do not think that should at all be done. Uh, and I know no one's proposing to do it. Uh, and the polio vaccine uh, example, I think that is a great idea. So I'm more interested in kind of moving forward productively uh, and, and, you know, looking forward to tomorrow rather than, than concerned about the statues of the past, which, as we've all acknowledged, most people can't even identify these things anyway.
1: Exactly, and I, I don't I don't get the whole statue thing. I mean, I think we should do something definitely uh, to commemorate, to celebrate Jonas Salk, but I don't think a life-size statue of the guy is the way to go. But that's just an aesthetic consideration. Let us take a call from Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis.
2: Hi, Debbie. Thanks for taking my call. And first off, I, I don't support the vandalism in any shape or form. I think that's wrong. I do think, however, what is certainly happening out of all of this is that uh, we as Canadians are getting better educated in, in our, in history. And I, I went to university and studied history and some of the points um, Mr. Paul is raising, I I just about fell off my chair as he was talking about them. Uh, The other point I want to make is I, I find it somewhat ironic, if not rich, here we have Jason Kenney, who um, you know has been threatening uh, Wegfit. sort of, re- yeah, leaving Canada, wanting the statue of uh, Confederation to be pl- placed outside their legislature.
1: I, I wouldn't <laughs> call him a separatist just yet, but yeah, that's interesting, Dennis. Well, he's
2: he's made references to it, so it, it's it's ironic. I think I think it's a political grandstanding stunt just to show up. Uh, Show up uh, others, uh, other politicians in Canada. But I, I want to thank you for the program and uh, and for the awareness that this is now created. And I would also point out, uh, recently there was a a an announcement that Scotland has scrubbed references to Sir John A. Macdonald in in a lot of their uh, organization sites and uh, and some of their um, recognition of uh, Sir John A. as well. So. It, hmm. To me, there, this is a moment in time we can all learn, and it's, it's it's quite timely.
1: Okay, thanks. Thank you for that, Dennis. That's interesting. I didn't know that about Scotland. And just before we go to break one comment about the history thing, I studied history too, but not Canadian history, and it it wasn't even offered in my high school. We were taught a lot about England and France. Gerald in Toronto, you're on the air. Hi, Gerald. Hi there. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Um, Actually, I had an idea um,
4: months ago when they had the signs uh, debate, and to me uh, the monuments are are an extension of that debate, is that we have Dundas, but why don't we get into the 21st century and have maybe a 3D uh, barcode on the sign or in front of the statue, and then the tourists or the people who are interested, like this is the 21st century, they all have those smartphones that they can take a look at those 3D images and then it can populate, you know, the information that should be known to us, the history, the good, the bad
5: because if we don't have both sides of the story, how can we go forward? But I believe the statue should remain, but this is
4: what this person we see as good, this is what we this person did we see as bad.
1: Okay. Thanks for that. Let's go to Debbie. Is that St. Agatha or St. Gav St. Agatha. Okay. Well, go um, ahead. Uh, my
6: comment is that um, I agree with the one um, speaker who said if we take down the statues in a couple of uh, generations, there'll be no record one way or another of the wrongs that were done and by whom, or the rights that were done or by whom. So for future generations, my suggestion is that... Um, the statues should stay, and um, if you follow and in a way of um, um, uh, having justice for all, if you follow the community justice initiatives um, pilot project that started in Elmira, um, Ontario, a number of years ago and has now apparently gone around the world, um, the recommendation would be that the vandals, that once they're identified, should be made to... Um, help to uh, restore the the um, statues, and then they should be on the committee that will come up with the plaques that will be added with the pro- proper wording that is agreeable to all, especially the ones that have been offended, like the residential school um, victims. And the, those plaques should be then added to the statues because that will then stand in future generations um, to explain um, that in the past we did this and we did it wrong, but we, ke- we learned and became better and knew better and, and hopefully acted better, and therefore we um, kept the plaques, but we added to them, okay. which is what we can do in history. Thanks. And then it's, Thanks, Debbie. it's there for the next ge- um, yep. generations to come. And my I get your point. About, uh, Thank you.
1: Uh, we're starting to run out of time. We get the point. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, if, uh, if the people are arrested, if they'd be so keen to do that. Uh, I am going to take one more very quick comment from Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron.
5: Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I know it's quick that uh, previous gentleman talking about um, offering signs with the barcode, he took the wind out of my sails. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, you're um, all on this the is same the information page. information age.
5: Instead of tearing down, changing the names, tearing down statues, um, it's a little bit easier. The statues, you put a plaque up there. Um, for those who have a phone and you don't know how to use the barcode, or for more info, give them an email address. The barcode is a great idea. It can be done for a street sign. It can be done um, for anything like that. Um, I just think that's a brilliant idea um, to give the people the option to discover more information.
1: Okay, thanks, Ron and Guelph. Okay, uh, Daniel Paul, we're <clears throat> excuse me wrapping things up. So, uh, just tell us why <clears throat> you disagree with the callers who say we should leave the statues up, and explain why should we take them down.
4: Until I made my case against Cornwallis and had the majority of people in Nova Scotia finally agreeing with me. That was my first suggestion to put plaques up around the statue and explain the fact that he uh, issued that proclamation in 1749 to try to exterminate the Mi'kmaq on Peninsula Nova Scotia. And uh, they absolutely refused at that point in time. So uh, rather than go forward with that, I decided I would push to have the statue removed. Peacefully, and which I did uh, over a long period of time, and in the process educate the people of Nova Scotia about the history of this man. And it worked, and uh, right now there's only a street left in the city that has his name, and that soon will be changed, but he will be included in history books where he rightful, rightfully belongs.
1: Okay, uh, Ron Stagg, um, very quickly, uh, what would you like to leave us with? Well, if we start
3: taking down statues, I can give you a list of uh, very successful Canadians over the past, including, including some who are quite revered, who have uh, bad things in their background. Uh, so I think we really need to address this issue, however we do it, and I would prefer the plaques.
1: Okay, and Anthony Fury. <laughs> Anthony, are you there? Anthony?
5: Yeah, can you hear me, Libby?
1: Uh, Now we can hear you. 20 seconds, please. What are you leaving us with?
5: I'd humbly suggest it's a bit of a red herring, the protests uh, that resulted in the statue being torn down. As you said, there were protests led by uh, Black and Indigenous activists. There's a a lot of calls for justice in those communities. And I'd just like to focus on, you know, let's, let's not talk about the past in these statues. Let's talk about, yes, support all that First Nations entrepreneurship in Canada, all these Black-owned businesses in America that are being the victim of, of the looting and so forth. I mean, I, I want everybody to do well and prosper. And and I, I feel like the statue debate, boy, it's a toughy one uh, to get over, even to get on to the next step.
1: Okay. That'll wrap things up for now. Um, this is not a debate that is going to go away anytime soon. And people, if we couldn't get to your calls, Free For All Friday is Coming up, and that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Daniel Paul, Dr. Ron Stagg, and Anthony Fury.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.